Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love marches. Well, some of them anyway. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from Crazy Times for another Home Alone edition, Homes Alone. It's Sunday, November 15th, 2020, and my guests today are John Gabris, Lori Kilmartin, and Julia Clare. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hi. Hello. <laughs> wow, that was like almost like you planned it. Let's meet, <laughs> let's meet everybody individually, starting with uh, first time guest Julia Clare is here. Hello, Julia. Hello, Doug. Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, very this fun. Is so nice to have you. Brooklyn based comedian that I, I don't think I've ever met in person. No, I don't think so. No, but I've been enjoying your tweets at Oh Julia Tweets. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thank you for being here. And um, I just want to say I loved your tweet about, you know, people keep posting uh, who, who they look like pictures. <laughs> yeah. You just posted other women who have bangs. <laughs> That's, uh, that is, is me. I also, I also separately posted um, most of the Manson girls because I, I get that a lot too. <laughs> Um, I do have a very Linda Kasabian vibe, I think. Um, yeah, I was going to say, not squeaky, not squeaky. No, not, not squeaky. I'm not, I'm not small enough. I'm not like scrappy enough. I, I'm just kind of like, you know, I have that look in my eye that you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, another first time guest, I can't believe I'm saying this, Lori, is uh, Lori Kilmartin. Hello. Hi, Douglas. Um, <laughs> welcome to I'm, detention I'm <laughs> i try to keep it formal when it's the first time <laughs> yeah we've explored that in depth on my other show uh wide world of dougs where we just talk about having the name doug and um 
<laughs> and, and Douglas is almost always addressing down when it comes to Doug's. Like we're rarely, <laughs> we're rarely referred to that way. Uh, but Lori has a bestseller called Dead People Suck and is the co-host <laughs> of the Jackie and Lori show uh, podcast with our friend Jackie Cation. And um, I'm proud of you for what you did. I, was it last night that you didn't do that gig? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. About that. yeah. It was just, it was like a restaurant gig, you know, those, you know, somebody decides to put up comedy and uh, it was pitched to me as an outdoor gig and they have outdoor seating. So I pulled up and it, it all looked good, but then they had decided to move it indoors because they thought it was chilly <laughs> and it was, it's Orange County. It's never chilly. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, then I, I, I didn't go in. I mean... <laughs> I looked I looked through the, the glass into the room and I just saw a ton of people eating within one foot of each other, not not wearing masks. And I'm like, I don't want to walk in and breathe whatever these people are exhaling. No, well, yeah, even that. if you don't, even if you're like a lot of these, I know a lot of comedians that just aren't personally afraid of, of the virus. It's still you're watching people take the risk of giving it to each other while you're trying to tell them jokes. Yeah, I don't know how to how so a person to can me. focus. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not I'm not afraid I would die of COVID, but I, I do think if you get it, especially now, there might not be hospital beds if you get a bad. It's just so it's so fucking risky to tell jokes, you know, when you could just move the show outside and be OK. Yeah, and even outside is, you know, I feel like a little bit of a risk. So like, yeah, how dumb do they have to be to be like, hey, let's have an outdoor show and then decide to move it indoors. It's like, wasn't the whole point that it was going to be outside? Yeah. Wasn't that the big safety factor? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, but yeah, that's Orange County for you. And um, that's the other thing I, 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 I kind of felt like if these people were this comfortable in a restaurant maskless, then they've been probably careless 24 hours a day since March. So again, like I don't trust them, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I did, um, I did the parking lot, you know, rooftop show at the Irvine Improv and they did, you know, I think they did everything. Uh, they did a very nice job of setting the whole thing up. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but then, you know, then the mall itself that it's in was just teeming with people running around without masks on. Wow. And, and, um, and then some of my, uh, some of the other comics also were less into having masks on. So I like, well, I can't even hang out in the green room cause I'm not, know. you know, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's all very tricky, but you know, we're doing the best we can. Yeah. And, um, also joining us speaking of doing the best that they can <laughs> always always giving 72 percent to john Gibbs, everybody hell yeah 72 counts as passing 65 is passing i'm not trying to um, fucking win yeah. uh, you're just uh, Gabrus, G-A-B-R-U-S on Twitter. And I'm always guilty, uh, guilty. I'm always jealous of the uh, people that have those really tight, simple uh, Twitter handles that are just their name. 
Mm-hmm. Did you like sign up for Twitter day one or is just Gabrus not? Uh, I I kept popular? a track of it. I, I went. It's not that common. I went with at John Gabrus was my best bet early on, but I just kept saw someone had it and they hadn't tweeted since like April 2007 or some shit like that. And I was like, can I just eventually get this? And I just kept <laughs> like once a quarter would just tweet at Twitter and everyone be like, hey, I feel like I should be allowed to have this. This is my name. And this person hasn't tweeted in a decade. And then they eventually just gave it to me. Wow. Yeah. I I asked to speak to the manager. (laughs) Very inspiring story. Sticking up for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's that's some some good Orange County energy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm from Long Island, so it's practically the same. The same. It's the same. They each have a Long Beach, so yeah. Yeah. They're they're both 45 minutes from liberal bastions, but seem to be 45 (laughs) years behind them. Oh my god! Absolutely. And uh, John, you're doing your uh, podcast uh, remotely at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing anything in person, and, and for the same same reasons you guys are talking about. Like, uh, there's a restaurant behind me, by me that had uh, outdoor seating, and now since it's gotten to be you know freezing temperatures out, they've like put out heaters and like a zip closed tent. So now they're just inside again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They just created a second set of inside. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, just people just need to learn to fucking cook. It's driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> just make yourself a fucking burger. Stay you home. You don't want to be zipped into a hot plastic room. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I, the shit I hear every once in a while from someone who's like a little too weird or someone I is an acquaintance where they're like too close randomly. They're like, oh, I get tested like uh, twice a week at work. And I'm like, I don't what you're working. Get the fuck out. Wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't give a shit like the guy's dog got loose and like came into my came near my apartment he just came over and he had no mask on I was like and we're all in masks like trying to get six feet away in a tiny apartment patio and he's like no it's okay I get tested I'm like get the fuck away from us man oh my god it's not okay <laughs> I mean there's a there's a there's a comedy club in New York that's been having indoor shows which I think is absolutely bad shit I <laughs> I, wow. I, I I mean I and I know people who I think are like, I thought were like otherwise on the level who, who are doing the shows. And I can't, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's hard because you get like FOMO when you see people touring, you're like, you asshole, you're going to yeah. fucking kill people. And you're like, I would fucking kill for that weekend. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I, so I want to kill people. <laughs> yeah, I don't want, God, me I'm, to kill people. How come I'm look, not? <laughs> I am trying to be America's next great super spreader. And <laughs> that's that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's I, I, I'm just finding out people I thought were smart aren't and I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, there's some comics that I see them really pushing, you know, that their shows are safe, but, you know, there's still food and drink at the shows. So people pull their masks down to do mm-hmm. that. And, yeah. you know, and they're inside. So it's already like, well, that's not as safe as you like to think it is. Also, most of these comedians, and I say this as, you know, as a dirtbag myself, but most of these comedians, I wouldn't like trust to stay in my home for like an hour. I don't trust you to assess the safety of <laughs> a, like a health code situation. Yeah, to be fair, that's not what you want of any comedian that they're yeah, true. Or- I just need to tell dick jokes at, at a, on a certain schedule that you can yeah. 
line up with. Yeah, there's real, uh, I just got an STD test, no reason to use a condom energy. <laughs> 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 yes. Hey, listen, I got an STD test. It, it was a couple weeks ago, and I've had sex since then, but don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people, oh, I got a COVID test last week. I'm like, but you, where have you been? Oh, you've been at the gym five days this yeah. week? Fuck away from me, man. Yeah. You've been eating samples at Costco? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really, it's, uh, it's tricky because everybody gets to make their own uh, rules. Uh, about you know what what's safe and what's not safe, and I I I do it because I, I've done outdoor shows where they they think it's an extra layer of protection that they take every comedian's temperature, <laughs> and it's I like know. well hey I'm not dying of it at this moment, but go ahead and take my temperature and go oh well at least now we've narrowed it down to you might be asymptomatic. I know I know. <laughs> are, are people not reading the full articles? Like no, no like one article not. gives you all the info you need and they're they're pulling out after two paragraphs or something I'm, yeah that's, asymptomatics that's just got it's too it's exhausting a word to read there's too many syllables right so they just tap midway through <laughs> and they're like i got this i mean this disease this pandemic is genetically designed like it's in a lab to kill americans specifically it's like <laughs> Uh, all you have to do is follow rules brought down from no, that's not happening here. It's true. Yeah, it's pretty bad if it's bad if you're obese. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> all right. No. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Like, it's oh like, my god. Uh, yeah, the only rule is you have to consider the common good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the only not. cure is thinking about other people. Yeah. Selflessness. <laughs> yeah, it's like some bullshit sci-fi movie where it turns out em empathy is what kills the aliens or whatever. <laughs> the end of our country <laughs> i used to think aliens coming to earth would like bring everyone together but now i just feel like people would be like these they're not fucking real this is a hoax it's like oh shit now we're gonna get fucking zapped yeah <laughs> all right well thanks right. for coming by everybody <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable with getting that reaction one, you know, one, one out of five or so. That's okay. No, I liked it, and I didn't want to step on any tags. I myself didn't have a tag. I was hoping that one of the other two would join join in, and it was awkward. And I apologize for my I'm part. I'm sorry. Of it. I I feel like I let down the group, and I just feel like it wasn't my place to get. Guys, no, there. I'll take this one. I'll take the L on that one. It's fine. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a lot of at bats. So that's you. Every joke in a comedy podcast is a hot potato that everyone's going to jump at or it's going to fall to the ground. <laughs> One dude is going to really burn his fucking hands when he refuses to let go of it. <laughs> uh, I do a box office report on the show every week because um, I, you know, I do like the fact that people are seeing movies in uh, drive-ins and in uh, hopefully movie theaters are, are uh, you know, uh, selling way below capacity. I mean, clearly they are because even even movie theaters that are only doing like 25% capacity, they're not even selling out those tickets because there's just a lot of people out there. They're just like, I'm, I'm not even going to mess with that. But uh, I do hope that film exhibition stays alive. And so I will tell you that the number one movie in the country, uh, according to, I just checked uh, this weekend, is Freaky no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I mean, if you're not a Vince Vaughn fan, here's the good news. It's number one, but it's only made $3.7 million. Okay, well, that uh, makes you feel a, better. Which is considered a very bad opening for a, uh, a big movie uh, in, in normal times. But um, I guess this freaky movie, it's gotten some pretty good reviews because it's, it's like taking the Freaky Friday thing, but, he, you know, it's Vince Vaughn has like a, he's like a serial killer who switches bodies with a teenage girl. So I am kind of curious to watch that that giant weirdo play a uh, pretend to be a teenage girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also <laughs> will wait until it's free to do I feel, so. I, I bet he studied how they move in porns. That's how I, that's how I feel like he did his homework. <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, my, uh, you know, my exclamation was not because I'm, I'm not a Vince Vaughn fan per se. It was just because, uh, the premise of that movie deeply upsets me. (laughs) It's like, let's just rip off freaky Friday. If we drop the Friday, nobody's going to (laughs) notice. Just call it freaky. Um, and then of course at number two is the latest Kevin Costner movie. And uh, so it's also great to see that men are still ruling the box office. The people that are braving going out to theaters are just going to see movies about well, men. I'll uh, tell you who's uh, comfortable storming into a movie theater and taking their mask off while drinking big gulps. Men. I'll tell you who's comfortable <laughs> touring the United States doing live comedy. Yeah. Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. See, there seems to be parallels here. <laughs> yeah. The number three movie is The War with Grandpa. That, that movie's been in the top five for weeks it's, it's christopher <laughs> walken it? and uh, robert de niro uh, no doubt embarrassing themselves oh my god i haven't even heard of that i haven't either oh the well, war most with people grandpa? the war with ga- grandpa is just the uh, impending thanksgiving <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, did they do a, a reboot of gran torino <laughs> I is this de niro's that- second grandpa movie he did, did Dirty Grandpa, right? Or Uncle Grandpa? Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's going to try. I assume he'll do a third. I think it's probably a trilogy yeah. of uh, Grandpa movies. I, I hope yeah. Martin I Scorsese directs a Grandpa movie. with. <laughs> did you guys ever work with Uncle Dirty? Uh, Gra- wait, yeah, it was Uncle Dirty. Is that Larry Reeb? No, he's your, that's your Uncle Lair. He was Uncle something too, right? Yeah, Uncle Lair. Oh, but, okay. uh Uncle, just uh, the the Grandpa Dirty thing just reminded of Uncle Dirty. He, he's he's like a he's like an old school. I think he worked at Atlantic City a lot. No, I, I'm sorry, I just totally derailed this conversation for you. <laughs> no, I'm interested in Uncle Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I never got to work with Uncle Dirty. Okay, um, do you think he's still in the game? I don't think so. I think he's. Uh, uncle under six feet dirty. Yeah, because I don't think anybody under under fifty or sixty would have uncle in their in their no. name uh, in their stage name. <laughs> um, so he probably uh, has been around for a long time. He, yeah, I, I bet you he's because Uncle Dirty that connotation changed about 15 years ago. So I feel like you wouldn't casually start yourself off with like a light uh, lean towards pedo in your stage. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Back in the day, uncle dirty was probably like, Hey, I'm your uncle dirty. We talk a little trash or whatever. I feel like a new uncle dirty has like a new meaning. It would be like the Blumhouse freaky reboot. It's like uncle dirty. Ew. Well, it does. It does feel like, um, you know, with the absence of, 
of the uncle comedians that there's a an open an opening in the market for me to rebrand myself as Uncle Julia. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible because of Kamala, Kamala Harris, aunties will be more popular, and I would like to pitch Auntie Julia. Okay, I mean, yeah, honestly, I. I, I respect that suggestion. I like Uncle more, I think. But. <laughs> I mean, we all get to decide what we are now. So if you want to be Uncle Julia, then uh, all more power to you. Thank you. Thank get you so much. And, but you're going to have the material is going to be really interesting. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, I was saying. I, okay, well, I'll move on, but I thought of another uh, comedian that I wanted to talk about. Oh, let's do it anyway, because it's kind of a movie thing. D Lori, did you ever work with a, a, a lady who called herself Mrs. John Hughes? Yes, I did. Yeah, I she, did, with she, Becky Pettigo in uh, Colorado. Wow, mm -hmm. I love this, that you know specifically where uh, <laughs> she was, you know, she was a nice enough lady, but it always drove me crazy that her, you know, because I'd often be like emceeing somewhere and she'd, you know, I'd have to go up after her set was over. So I'd have to watch the last part where she did a, a rap song. She <laughs> really I remember, yes. And, uh, and I never forget that I, I forget the, the couplet, but the very last line was, and it's about like her son. And then the last line is, and I smoked his weed. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's like a triumphant moment that some lady smoked her kid's weed. Oh my God. But in the Doug Benson biopic, that's like your origin story where you nod your head and you're like, weed, huh? Yeah. Oh, the mere mention of it gets applause? I'm in. Um, yeah. But she would crush, right? I mean. Oh, she would destroy, but, yeah. you know, there was that very kind of, you know, it's very old fashioned to call herself Mrs. John Hughes, but. When I asked her the first time I met her, I stupidly got excited about the name John Hughes because <laughs> I love movies. And so I was like, oh, are you you're married to John Hughes? And then she then she told me, a, you know, a young comic who's excited about this concept. She's like, yes, yes, I am. You know, like that's that was her response, because her husband is, of course, his name is John Hughes. Mm -hmm. It's a very common name. But for years, I was just like, well, that, she could have just said not that John Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that's a name that somebody should do is like, just go on stage as Mrs. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Maybe that's how she got all that headlining work is <laughs> yeah. everyone thought she was married to that. A lot John of breakfast Hughes. club fans booking clubs. Uh, my college improv group did a show in the in the like uh, cabaret at the at my college uh, and we called it David Matthews and Timothy Reynolds uh, trying to get like the Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds heads there. And we just <laughs> that was the name of what. And then we got there and did like fucking sitting, standing, kneeling. People fucking were pissed. <laughs> this is my impression of an improv show uh, today. OK, we're going to need a suggestion. I've got a suggestion. Don't do this show. <laughs> <laughs> now, you should see it on Zoom. It pops even more. <laughs> it's even less humiliating on Zoom. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's a rough one. I mean, it's it's weird doing stand up on Zoom, but improv on Zoom must just be it just doesn't. Yeah. Podcasts eats improvs lunch. It's like, why the fuck would you watch an improv show when you just listen to choose who you listen to rather than like eight 24 year olds you've never heard of? Yeah, with a 
a, a weird name. <laughs> yeah, um, so, says the guy, by the way, who's been doing improv for free for 15 years. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, should, <laughs> I should say Wait, that. You don't have to pay to do it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so that's the box office report. Now here's the part of the show where I ask everybody uh, what they've been watching and if they have a, a film could be a TV show, but I prefer movies that you would, uh, you know, wholeheartedly recommend for, for people to, uh, you know, watch as a form of escape. Does anybody have uh, something they'd like I, to recommend? On election, this is ultimate escapism for me. On election day, I watched all four um, Daniel Craig James, but I ate a hundred milligram edible with my coffee and then watched all four Daniel Craig, James Bonds. A hundred milligrams. Yeah. I felt, Oh my I felt, God. I felt, my wife had to like work and I'm just like laying on the couch, like mouth, uh, like dry as fuck watching, but Daniel Craig after Daniel Craig, after Daniel Craig. God, he, I don't even know anything about weed, but that sounds like a lot. It what I mean, used to sound about, like a lot. I don't know anything about edibles. I've, 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 I've I've smoked weed. I've totally Woo! done that. Oh, Mrs. Um, Hughes. <laughs> exactly. How many, how many milligrams did you smoke? <laughs> Is that how you measure it? Not when you smoke it, no. But uh, uh, John doing a hundred, that, that, that lines up for me. Like that's, that's where if I was uh, doing edibles, I, that's about where I'd be at because you, you know, you build up a, a tolerance yeah, the quarantine has made me like uh, really my tolerance has gone. I'm like a horse now. Uh, I've just been consuming daily at like, well, it gets earlier every day. It's like three thirty is my cutoff. I got to work, and then now it's just like I, you can work stone. Did I just get high upon waking up? Every time I've taken an edible, I either don't feel it or I am completely on the floor, just like <laughs> incapacitated. That I is the there is no in between. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, they're tricky. They're very uh, very tricky to uh, negotiate. You know, like sometimes you take one, and you end up sitting through four five f I, four James Bond movies, which <laughs> which they're not short movies. No, uh, we're, so you're talking know, like ten hours. You put yeah. some time in. Yeah. <laughs> and did you walk away uh, with like where are you at with um, you know we just lost Sean Connery. Who's who's your is Daniel Craig now your favorite Bond? He currently is. It was Roger Moore previously, but Daniel Craig uh, kept this like, you know, five on the Kinsey scale hetero, very distracted for 10 hours. He's a he's he's something special that Daniel Craig he is yeah. handsome as fuck. And his like he he's playing like the corniest character ever and he's pulling it off like so well. It's it was it was very enjoyable for me. Also, it's very funny how many foot chases James Bond is involved in. It feels like <laughs> It should be below like the tuxedo martini guy, but he's constantly <laughs> running from or after people. And I was like, this feels like a job you pass along once you're 007. You're like, send in the runner guys. I just kind of <laughs> fuck and like deal with high level lasers and shit. It, 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 it's one it, of those movies. 
movies, he he's like on a building that completely collapses and he walks away. He's like yeah, on the yeah. roof and he just ends up walking down to the ground as it collapses under yeah. him. You guys are just jealous that you can't do that. That's a hundred percent part of why I like it so much. Is that I'm very jealous of Daniel Craig? Yeah. Do, do you very... feel like they audition their running styles because he and Tom Cruise have a very distinct but uh, powerful running style, and I feel like if you you if you had kind of your arms were flailing a little bit, you'd be a terrible James Bond. You you have to have a really powerful arm arm pump yeah. when you run. Yeah, that's Cruise actually one that's actually why I was passed over and people don't talk about that. <laughs> I think if I think if their legs these if Tom Cruise or uh, Daniel Craig's legs get give out they'd still keep moving forward just cuz of the arm pump. <laughs> Cruise is maybe the best on-camera runner. Uh, uh, like Yeah, he yes. really is. He's a fucking movie star. He just yeah, like yeah. I, he is so you know, everything about him I makes my head hurt, but you see him on screen and you're like god damn. Yeah, he, yeah, you uh, see him on screen and you're like, I don't care what happened to Shelly Miscavige. I just need more of this guy. He, he is a little bit of propaganda where you're like, I mean, Scientology does work sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, this dude it's worked is. out pretty well for one guy. <laughs> um, that's the thing is, I think he just throws himself into everything with such enthusiasm. Yeah. That that's how he got caught up in Scientology is he's just like, He's just an intense dude. And so like, you know, what what's left when you're a movie, you know, you're one of the biggest movie stars in the world and you have all the money you want and all the all the weird wives that will just uh, pretend to be your wife. Uh, you know, what's left besides like, you know, religious power? You know, he can't run for office because I don't think he's that kind of smart. No. Right. Also, yeah, I mean Sci Scientology is like all the auditing or whatever is just uh, you t getting to talk about yourself for the whole time. So I just, I think it, it it's like Nexium. Yeah. Uh, at the EMs. It feels EMs. a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what they borrowed it from. That's yeah. That's basically what, what it's based off of is, is the Scientology auditing. You're just talking about yourself and then the, the parent organization uses all of your secrets against you. Um, which is, you know, a personal dream of mine. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's where I'm headed. Yeah, they have the secrets from Tom Cruise like that. He really didn't give his all while making Night and Day with Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so weird with stand-up now, like the more secrets you divulge, you know, you almost don't need jokes sometimes the way some people are just kind of using their their past as material. Yeah. And he could just convert everything that he gave them to stand-up material is what I'm saying and be free. And he would be the next Mrs. John Hughes. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, John Gabris, if you, if people don't have 10 hours to commit to Daniel Craig, James Bond movies, which one would you say having just watched them all is your favorite? Ooh, my uh, my favorite of them is probably uh, Casino Royale. I know it's the first one, but it's really exciting. It has poker and it has Eva Green, who's beautiful. And it has um, one of the most unusual, like when a bad guy ties somebody down to torture yeah. his balls, 
<laughs> it has some real uh, BDSM stuff where he's hitting James Bond in the cock with a big uh, a knotted up piece of rope. And you're like, I've accidentally watched videos like this before. <laughs> <laughs> just the flourish that he gives like the guy had to practice hitting somebody in the yeah. balls with a knotted up rope like yeah. he's really good at it and the fact that his tell in poker is when his eye tears blood is like when it's a sign of, <laughs> he's bluffing it's like oh, so yeah. arch it's so awesome <laughs> to go his eyes tearing blood he must be bluffing go all in James. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that one. I like the theme song. Isn't that the one that the Soundgarden guy? Uh, yes, with uh, Chris Cornell. Chris, Bar yeah. Chris Parnell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chris Parnell. He does the rap. He does a rap with Andy crazy. Samberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Julia, what have you uh, have you been watching? Anything that you'd recommend? Yeah, I. Uh, I last night I watched um, a bigger splash that it's like a, a Luca Guadagnino movie from 2015 before he did Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, it's uh, like uh, Rafe Fiennes. Yeah, and Rafe plays, Rafe is so good in it and he plays maybe the most annoying character I've ever <laughs> seen portrayed on screen and he fucking knocks it out of the park. Yeah, he um, really, uh, that guy has a lot of range. He really does. And also I'm just like Tilda, Tilda Swinton also stars in it. And I'm just like kind of endlessly fascinated by her. I think she's just the coolest alien princess uh, in the world. Hell and, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that going back to like watching movies high, my early, early in quarantine, my roommate and I ate edibles and then watched uh, Moonstruck for the first time. I had never yeah. seen it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you know this, but if you get too high and then watch that movie, like Moonstruck is fully a horror movie. Um, it's, <laughs> I don't know, Nicolas Cage is terrifying in it. And Yeah, every time he like is waving around that wooden hand and screaming about, I've got a wooden hand. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, this guy is gonna kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> And he just like, I mean, he speaks like he can't read a little bit. Um, yeah. The, where are you taking me to the bed? It's so scary. <laughs> it's so scary. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I can't recommend that, but I did really like a bigger, a bigger splash, but my favorite movie that I've watched in quarantine was uh, God's own country, which is like uh, a love story set in, like an English farming town. That's uh, uh, two hot guys, hot like farmhand men falling in love. It's the same guy who plays Prince Charles on the Crown, young Ooh. Prince Charles on the Crown. And it's called In God's Country. God, it's called God's Own Country. Oh, God's Own Country. It's really good. It's the performances are like really spectacular. Very good. Okay. And that, do you know if that's available, uh, like streaming somewhere? Yeah, yeah, it's on. I think I might have watched it on Canopy, but I think it's also on Netflix or Hulu or something like that. It's definitely on the streaming services. It's really, really good. All right, I'll track it down and then share it with everybody on my uh, on the Douglas Movies Twitter, which everyone should follow, by the way. Uh, Lori, what about you? What's uh, have you had time to watch anything? You've been busy you know going to gigs that don't happen. <laughs> <laughs> this eat up a lot of time. Um, 
You know, I uh, I just re- it's not a movie, I, but I just rewatched Breaking Bad, and um, it was so different the second time around. I saw um, your tweets about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I it was agree. so it was so cool the first time, and I, I guess the, you know, aside from maybe The Sopranos, there hadn't been a TV show like that where the, the, the everyone was awful. Almost everyone is an awful person, and uh, this time around was so depressing. And Walt was Walt was a for some reason I thought that he turned bad, but he was a shitty person before he found out he had cancer. Oh, like yeah. flare ups, you know. And then, then it was yeah, it, it was it was eye opening to re, to remember how differently I, I felt about it just ten years ago. Yeah, they the uh, the woman who plays his wife on the show uh, is is a terrific actress, mm-hmm. and but. You know, like I remember hating her because she was mm. always in the way of Walt. What Walt was trying to do for, <laughs> yeah. for her yes. and the rest of his family, and you know, and, and then reading your tweets, I was like, "Yeah, I bet you that's not going to hold up. I bet you I'm going <laughs> to I'd go the other way on that because you know the you know the whole story, but you know, and and it, that uh, yeah, that the hatred that was thrown at, at her for. Uh, I mean, she still won some acting awards and stuff because the show was just it's so good. But it's also early on. And this is a spoiler for anybody who hasn't gotten around to Breaking Bad. Uh, you know, what is it? Season three or four where like he, Walt is essentially responsible in a way for an entire uh, plane full of people crashing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, indirectly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's indirect, but it's still like, oh, boy. I mean, uh, this guy, he, he's irredeemable at that point, And yet he's still the hero of the show for several more seasons. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I, uh, I Skyler keeps getting in the way of him senselessly killing people and also selling a drug that's destroyed. <laughs> an entire economic class of people. It's like, what you a bitch. fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, he's just trying to, get, you know, buy a new pair of crutches for his son. Oh my god, his his son's the only good good person yeah, throughout. Think, yeah, I think he is. I I and do you remember that that thing going around on Twitter? There was a somebody tweeted like a year ago, like uh about that show saying like the show's villain and then there was a picture of of walt and then it says the actual villain and it said and it was skyler a picture of skyler and i was like dude just say you fucking hate women (laughs) i know know. it's uh the wife really annoys me it's like oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. Mm, interesting Interesting. he's bringing his home life into this criticism (laughs) but even the way even the way he spoke to jesse in the in the um, RV, he was just so rude and condescending. <laughs> like <laughs> that's such a funny criticism to have about like two guys cooking meth. Really rude. <laughs> it's true though. But but he was sort of like that all the time. And then he had the fake voice when he was fake nice to his kid, and his kid didn't pick up on it. I, it it was so it, it, yeah. I just uh, it was hard to finish because I hated him so much, you know. But I loved yeah. Gus Fring, and you know, after he went, it was hard to hard to finish it because I, I thought that performance was brilliant. Giancarlo uh, yeah, Esposito is so good in that. Yeah, yes. and his death in that is just so, so like a horror movie. Yeah. I love it. It's like, yes. uh, it's so crazy. In Dark yeah. Knight. Or like a cartoon. It's like a cartoon. Like a person, <laughs> a person can, like half of them fall off. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like Wiley Coyote. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that happened to Daffy Duck once, I think. <laughs> Um, so what about, have you gotten into Better Call Saul at all? Yeah, that's kind of got, what got me back into Breaking Bad as I started Better Call Saul, thinking the whole thing was finished and I could enjoy the entire series. And then when I finished it, I re- I'm like, this isn't wrapped up at all. And then I, I read that they're holding back on six, shooting six until they can do it safely. So I was like, yeah, I mean, it's already a lot of scenes in out in the desert where they're standing far apart. But uh, yeah, it's... Um, if anybody can do it, I think they can pull it off. I, I love that show. And like, you know, at first I was like, I kind of like this better than Breaking Bad. And now it's Better Call Saul is something I would watch in its entirety again. But like I can walk away from Breaking Bad for, for life, basically. Yeah, I agree. Because mm-hmm. um, Better Call Saul, there's a lot, lot more shading in, in everybody. Everybody's kind of, you know, got a good side, even though they're they're still basically all villains. Yeah, and they just linger on scenes in a way that I really like that TV hasn't done in a long time. And they're, they always have some intro camera angle that's just wild. And, and then they go into the scene, but it's just such a visually, such a unique way to enter a scene. And they do that at least two or three times an episode. What about uh, the Breaking Bad movie? Did you add that on at the end when you watched it all? I Is there didn't. a movie? I forgot. Yeah, the bra- it's called uh, El, Camino. El Camino. What? Yeah, it's a uh, it's you know it's basically about Jesse, but they oh. managed to get Walt in there in one of those. I hate when they uh, <laughs> de-age an actor with special. Oh effects. no! Oh no! Yeah, it's it's that part's kind of rough to watch. <laughs> it's kind of like all of the Irishmen. Um, uh, oh, that's but- his third grandpa movie. Irish grandpa. Um, Irish grandpa. (laughs) All right. So Lori's recommendation is to uh, hate watch Breaking Bad again. Yes. Everybody Mm -hmm. do that. Um, Thank you for all of your recommendations. I just want to throw in that I, you know, obviously everybody loves it. I'm not, you know, I'm not bringing up anything anybody doesn't know, but uh, the Queen's Gambit is really good. Oh, I just finished that last night, too. I really yep. enjoyed it. I was yeah. just talking to to Josh Gondelman about that today, and he said that it's way darker than he was expecting. It's, like, sad. Oh, kind of- for me, it was the opposite. Yeah. I, I don't want to do any spoilers, but I couldn't believe that it wasn't... I was expecting a bleak show, and it was, like, it was just... <laughs> casual and sweet the whole way for me oh man i well i i haven't watched that's it, also I, me and gondelman on a spectrum to pretty much <laughs> that, like if you know both of us that makes sense that we both yeah. feel that way <laughs> well the yeah. setup is you know the first hour is you know it's never fun watching you know someone be orphaned and then live in a shitty orphanage i mean right. speak for your um, speak for yourself doug <laughs> <laughs> But um, it, it it ultimately really is a movie about someone that's the, not defined by their past trauma. And um, in that sense, it's very uh, triumphant. Uh, so check it out if you. Uh, right. I, and and the, the, uh, the adopted mother's living room is a symphony of teals and blues that I can't get enough of. Yeah. So and that's that's Marielle Heller uh, acting. The direct, she's a wonderful director and has made great movies. Uh, Wait, is that Emily's sister? Yes, yeah. yes. 
The mom? The mom, right? Isn't that wild? I had no idea. She's such a good actress. She's so good in that role. And she took it just as a, like, I wanted to take a break from directing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's so good as the mom. Yeah. She did. uh, She does. She directs movies that are hard to remember the titles. Like, can you ever forgive me? And a beautiful (laughs) day in the neighborhood. And the other one's like a diary of a teenage girl or a teenage girl's diary or something like that. They are like yeah. full phrases. Damn, I love that lady is crazy talented, and yeah, she's married to uh, Jorma Tacone. Yeah, that's a very talented oh, power wow. couple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I found all that out when I just looked up her name while while watching Queen's Gambit because I thought she was so good on that. I think can you ever can you ever forgive me it was so good, and I know it was that some awesome. I know that some people thought it was. Uh, like a little slow or, or something like that, but I loved it. I saw it in theaters more than once. I thought it was so. I thought everybody. Uh, Richard E. Grant. I would watch him. You know, read the newspaper. I Is that, that about a, a woman who steals? Uh, mm-hmm. Or am I thinking of something else? She no, she, she forges she, she forges documents. Yes, yeah, she's like forging um, historical documents. Right. Great letters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so I good. Like it. Obviously, Melissa McCarthy is amazing it's really it's so i don't know it's so good i think it was i think it was a little a little slept on i'll say it mm-hmm. for sure yeah. that's a good one let's let's uh let's add that to the list of things I, people i will to your point though doug i feel like that title of that movie doesn't make you remember the movie at all yeah you know yeah I'm there's not nothing about it that connects it i'm not the fan of random sentences that are slapped on as a title i'd rather they just you know they, there's so many things they could have called that movie that yeah. would be, yeah, would like, be easier to remember. Forgery lady. The famous, like, uh, Joaquin Phoenix has movies that are like, wish you were here, you've never really here, and you were never really there. And, like, and then there's also like a Bob Dylan movie that has a similar title. It's like so, I can never figure out which one of those is which. Yeah, and he's also got, um, he's got two movies that like, if they switch titles, it would make perfect sense. Uh, there's a movie that's not a Western called Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. Right. Yeah. It's not a Western. It's not a Western. And then it's a guy, it's a cartoonist in a wheelchair. And then the, um, the, the, then he's in a Western called the sisters brothers. Oh yeah. (laughs) That movie's great. I really enjoyed the sisters. It's very unpleasant though. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very unpleasant things happen in that movie. Yes, it's, it's brutal, but it's I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> I also I didn't like that uh when when Birdman came out, Birdman had uh it was Birdman or parentheses the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Yeah, I choose Birdman. Just, yeah. just call it Birdman. Option. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't even understand that the punctuation like why is or inside the parentheses? <laughs> and why is it in parentheses if it's an alternate another t- I, I didn't get any no of it's the or that's what's so chaotic about it it says birdman <laughs> or parentheses the unexpected virtue of ignorance mm. isn't that just pure chaos I yeah because i don't even i don't even remember it right um but great movie though good movie good great movie. movie if you're in the mood for a lot of uh drumming yeah, <laughs> like the soundtrack is just like drumming all the time. Like, uh, you know, it's it's like you're watching uh, Whiplash. the Miles Whiplash. Teller movie. Yeah, yeah Miles Teller movie. Yes, <laughs> I love like that. You're movie. Watching that Miles Teller movie, Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks for the recommendations, and it's time for me to say, shall we play a game? 
<laughs> oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Somebody wants to. Great. Yeah. Oh, it's time. I guess it's time for us to I, say yes. Okay. I, yeah. I thought you were gonna say it then. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back to play a game after this. These words. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this: central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis. Go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey, we're back, and I'm excited to uh, play this game with my guests today. I've really uh, enjoyed playing it over the last couple of months. Uh, the game is called Weird Algorithm, and I think, John, you might have played it the last time you were on? Maybe. It's the game where... IMDB, the Internet Movie Database, has this peculiar function where you can take the cast of anything and uh, hit refine, and it'll list them instead of order of billing in order of their popularity at the moment that you're uh, looking, you know, looking at it. Because uh, IMDB has a popularity index where uh, the, all the different uh, actors, you know, rise and fall. And uh, so it's always a interesting uh, results based on, you know, not, you know, like a movie with that stars Harrison Ford, somebody in a small supporting role could be listed above him uh, on this popularity listing uh, just because they're in the news or, or they've got a new project that people are uh, excited about. So it's a ends up being a fun guessing game where you you don't necessarily need to know a lot it's a you can kind of luck into a win so what i'll do is i'll name a uh a movie we'll go alphabetically so we'll start with julia claire i'll name a movie and then all you have to do is try to guess who would be the top the number one most popular uh individual in that film uh, today, according today. to IMDb. Okay. And, uh, and then uh, after we get Julia's answer, we'll go to John and then to Lori. Each of you will play three rounds. Each of you will get a chance to go first. You get uh, three points if you name the number one person, two for two and one for three. And everybody can share answers if you want. It's not terribly strategic, but you can give the same answer as somebody else if you think they took the, uh, the correct one. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll remind you how this works as we go, if anybody's confused. The first film, Julia, mm -hmm. is Knives Out. Speaking okay. Okay. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Uh, he's in that, of course, along with lots of I other famous people. My guess at this would be Chris Evans. That's a very good guess. Chris Evans, Ooh, good popular, guess. popular actor. He was wonderful. Uh, hog. People loved his uh, sweater well, in that. His I mean, I. <laughs> it's, ah, I tried, wrong end of the sentence there. Sorry, Doug. <laughs> it, it's such a good movie, and I really want um, the whole aesthetic of that movie to be like the theme at my funeral or something. <laughs> oh, that'd be great! Like a big chair of knives that's uh, yeah. People stand in front of while delivering a eulogy. And also, just like yeah, just like shelves lined with books and like Persian rugs and very, yeah, very spooky. 
that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to go out with. Brian Johnson is uh, sounds like he's fired up to do like a sequel or or at least another uh, whodunit kind of movie, which uh, people are just not making anymore. I, I know have to watch, like, episodic television to see to see that kind of thing. And um, uh, it was really uh, Knives Out is super fun. OK, so Julia's going with uh, Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah. What do you think, John? I just for uh, just because he's on my mind, I got to go with my boy DC Daniel Craig. That's fair. Did you like his accent in Knives Out? <laughs> <laughs> I had I was fully engulfed by Knives Out. I liked everything about yeah. it. Yeah, I enjoyed it's it thoroughly. Really yeah, his uh, accent I, really is uh, just a, a Russian roulette situation. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> it's, uh, they're lucky there was any scenery left uh, after all the chewing he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think, Lori? Well, just to answer differently, so I don't, you know, just copy um, John or Julia. I'm going to say Jamie Lee Curtis. Ooh. Okay. She is beautiful in that movie. I'm just here yeah. to be. That woman is so hot in that movie. But yeah. <laughs> she's she looks amazing with white hair. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah. I, it, she's uh, she's got she leads a real Activia lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we call. We <laughs> uh, okay, so we call her one wife Jamie here. We love Does her. Does anybody want to change their answer? Or is everybody locked in? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Locked. Okay. Producer Matt just sent me uh, his guest via text, and I'd like him to stop doing that. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, uh, coming in at, uh, I'll go all the way to number six, uh, is uh, good old JGL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm -hmm. right. And then number five, kind of a shocker, Chris Evans. Ooh. What? Yeah, hmm. he didn't crack the uh, the top three. Hmm. Also, Joseph, uh, where is Joseph Gordon-Levitt even in Knives Out? Oh, is he what? What? What, what am I thinking of? Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah. I can't. I can't. Pay, is he one of the siblings? I don't remember him. I think he's oh, he's a detective. I'm just looking on uh, a cast yeah, list. Maybe, now that you mention it, like he must have like he must just like pop in somewhere, maybe even uncredited. Because IMDb loves the uncredited performances. But that's so funny. When I wrote it down, I didn't even think, wait, is he even in that? Um, all right. So number four, sad to say, it's your boy, Daniel Craig. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Because you know who's at number three? Tony Collette. Oh, my oh. God. Right. She is so good all the time. Yeah. She's et eternal. Should have been Oscar nominated for Hereditary, um, but um, has oh, anybody yeah. been watching uh, or have watched Unbelievable on Netflix? Oh yes, great! She is so good in that. Mm -hmm. Along with uh, Merritt Weaver, as her like the yeah. two of them team up to stop rape. Also, a and terrible then, title for. Oh yeah, it really, tells really me bad. Yeah. Really bad. I think it's based on a, wasn't it based on a couple of articles and maybe one of them had that word in the in the article. Or Probably the, title but, of the article. Yeah. Uh, but it's a it's a good series. I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet, but I, I've been watching it. Uh, coming in at number two, worth two points for Lori. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try to not gloat. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I am genuinely, I'm, I was so confident about my answer. I am shocked. And you know what I'll say? I'm disappointed in Chris Evans. Um, and I will put this on him. Yeah. Well, he'll, I'm sure he'll be back up the running back up the uh, popularity scale uh, uh, pretty soon. Cause he's, uh, he's always, you know, he's always up to something like he's Captain America and in, in all yeah. of our hearts. Well, um, Julia, you did just have your ass handed to you. So um, <laughs> I hope you handle it well. Yeah, I think I beat you I, by I won't. one spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I personally won't handle it well, but that's just really my process. <laughs> I think Jamie Lee Curtis uh, scored so highly because she, um, you know, she's in uh, the, the next Halloween movie. You know, they, they put her in the last one. And uh, now she's going to be in another one that they've gone ahead and delayed the release. The movie's done and they've delayed the release until next Halloween. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, I guess they think that's a smart move financially, but uh, it's just sad to me that we can't, even if it's just on TV, I'd just rather see it now you yeah. know, instead of wait. But uh, number one from Knives Out Anna de Armas. No way. Yeah. Hey, she, cool. She's probably yeah. getting a lot of Google and she's and her and her career is like even more lifting off than everyone else's, right? Yeah. I mean, she's incredible in that movie. She is like I just didn't I had never seen her in anything before that movie. Yeah, this this is her big her big break, right? But I she was she was amazing. I, I love the close-ups of her face. <laughs> yeah, she's um number 1 right now uh, of this cast, I believe because the movie she did with Keanu Reeves years ago called Knock Knock is uh, very popular on Netflix right now. Mm. Oh, yes. I just saw that. Uh, the classic horror movie of, oh, no, my wife's going to find out I did something sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. men write movies. We write movies where it's like, what if two chicks seduce you and it's going to get you in trouble with your wife? It's like, <laughs> yeah, huge problem in life. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's uh, it's really the whole movie. You're just like, oh, poor Keanu. Because <laughs> yeah. we also know real life Keanu. There's there's probably hardly anybody with a better reputation than him. <laughs> right. Oh my God. You know, he's like the he's like the Tom Cruise that's not in uh, Scientology. Yeah. Right, and he dates women that are sort of his age, which age is appropriate, vaguely stunning. age appropriate women. Yeah. We love to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we meaning the four of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I read the sort of his sort of his age part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the ballpark, I guess. Um, okay, so but he's also too busy learning how to you know shoot guns uh, of all different types for his John Wick movies. Uh, you know, he's really married to his career. I think. Yeah. Um, and I hear he's very funny in that Ali Wong movie with Ali Wong and Randall Park that I still have not seen. Uh, oh, I watched about half of it on a plane. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, I got to finish yeah. it. Yeah. They say he's really funny in that. So. Oh, the, uh, the, yeah, that movie is great. And Keanu is very fun in that. Everyone's good in that. What's it? Ali and Randall. Did it all, always be my maybe. Is that the one? Yes. Again, it's yes. a phrase that's very hard to yes. remember. Yes. <laughs> people have to stop this. this I haven't. I haven't. Please. I haven't seen it, but I. Yeah, I'll watch. I will watch anything. Ali Wong. You just don't even know when you're saying the title of a yeah. movie anymore. You could be like, "Hey, I'm going to go to the store." Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> I, yeah, and you saying they don't make whodunits anymore. They don't make like very like comedy leaning rom-coms anymore like no uh, like the rom-com is it's really so 
sad. There's like one good one every like 10 years now. Yeah. And as like, they don't even make non comic book action movies anymore. Like all my, that's like, all the movies I grew up liking, uh, rom-coms, whodunits, uh, legal thrillers, and uh, action movies, they just don't make anything like that anymore. It's insane. Did you guys see there's this, uh, I guess, Lifetime, they're releasing, you know, holiday movies and all that kind of stuff, stuff that they f- started filming recently, and they're having the actors kiss through plexiglass, um, and then they'll remove the plexiglass in post, so it looks like they're actually <laughs> kissing each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just let it. I mean, that's <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their lips will be all mashed backwards, but somehow yeah. they're gonna take it. Yeah, what was the? I don't there's know. An example of it to the uh, specific actors, but now I forget who who it was. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the plan. Just kiss some plastic. Like, where's that plastic been? <laughs> I want the history of that plastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming up next, another movie that uh, has a big cast of uh, pretty famous people. And, and Chris Evans is one of them. So you already kind of know where Chris Evans stands in general on IMDb today. Uh, it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, so good. I love uh, it's one of my favorites. It's a real go to for like just if I just want to just have fun wash over me and not uh it's so fun and it was the 10 year anniversary of it was was recently so i i rewatched it and it total it's so good it, it's it's a gem thank oh. you you're welcome you I did great done, hmm. i'll still take credit <laughs> <laughs> what do you think uh let's start with john this round who do you think from the amazing cast of scott pilgrim who would be uh, number one Shit. Uh number one. Uh why am I ha- Aubrey Plaza. Well, that's an interesting pick. What do you think, Lori? I'm gonna say Kieran Culkin. Ooh, oh, that's a that's hurts so good. <laughs> <laughs> he's great in that movie and he's great on uh succession. succession. Yeah. <laughs> To keep my streak alive, God, Jerry is so hot. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Seriously, I want that exact dynamic. So, <laughs> Julia, what do you think? Um, Brie Larson. <laughs> I was hoping you'd go Chris Evans again. I can't. Well, I can't because he's he's wronged me. <laughs> yeah, you blamed him, so you don't yeah. fuck with him again. <laughs> Uh, I, okay, is everybody locked in? Mm-hmm. Locked. Um, <laughs> I find um, I find this very interesting. Uh, coming in at number thirteen of the cast of that movie is Michael Sarah Scott Pilgrim himself, <laughs> <laughs> titular character. Yeah, so he he needs to do something. He needs to because he, he's great, and uh, that's way too low. But then let's jump all the way up to number four is uh, she plays his sister, Anna Kendrick. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. In a very small role for her, but she's she's great. Like she it, is great. everybody in that movie. Uh, and then uh, number three, which puts Julia on the board, I believe, is Brie Larson. Okay. I all said right. it the way she did with a question mark at the end. <laughs> And then uh, this is gonna. This is a real heartbreaker. Number two is Chris Evans. No way! <laughs> God damn! 
<laughs> and then number one, and I feel like this is this is how this is the right thing to do. Ramona <laughs> Flowers, Mary Elizabeth Winston. Oh my god! No, hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, but she, I mean, she's she's great. She's so great because the movie, the entire movie hinges on everybody going, yeah, I'd fight for her. Yeah. You know, yeah, she's more awesome than anybody else. Like, and she really pulls it off. She's she sells so it. And I think she's number one because she was great in the recent season of Fargo, which I think all of Fargo. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. That's what it was. Um, she also is in the uh, Birds of Prey uh, with Margot Robbie, the... Uh, harley quinn movie and she, that was oh, the I, last that was the last movie i saw in theaters before uh before the pandemic happened. same so you that was my last one, one too yeah. yeah yeah last one i saw was the gentleman oh. so I, I i'm fine with not <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean okay, so matthew mcconaughey selling weed would you would think that movie would be made for me and i was when i watched the trailer i was like i don't know if it's exactly made for me <laughs> It's, it's so yappy. It's really, it's as chatty as Succession, but what they're talking about isn't as interesting. <laughs> um, and I, to be honest, I actually, I, I left, I left partway through the movie because I was like, well, I can just watch this at home because things were starting to lock down when I saw it. And I was just like, well, this isn't even worth, I shouldn't even be in this. There weren't that many other people in the theater, but I still felt weird. So got out of there. Um, okay, so let's do one more round. We're running a little uh, long on time, so we'll, we'll jump right into it. Um, Lori has two. Julie has one. John, this is your chance. You can okay. do it. <laughs> Uh-oh. The film is, I know we just, the season, Halloween season's over, but I feel like it's Halloween year-round now. Uh, Beetlejuice. I knew you were going to say Beetlejuice. Mm. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. Just watched it. Did you see the Broadway musical? No, I have not. Yes, I it's did. It's so good. It was awesome. It's so much fun. It's, <laughs> you know, I dare say more fun than the movie, but, uh, you know, it wouldn't have existed without the movie. So I, I take it back. But I love the movie. So I love the movie so much. I, tr I like, I feel that I was raised on, I saw it at a very young age and I keep watching it. I love it so much. Okay, Lori, you go first this time. Who do you think out of the cast of Beetlejuice? Boy. Um, well, you know what? I, you got to go big or go home, right? So I'm going to say Michael Keaton. Okay. Recently uh, appearing in Trial of Chicago 7. Mm. Playing Michael Keaton. Man, that guy, he looks like he's <laughs> chewing gum even when he doesn't have gum in his mouth. That's true. <laughs> That's true about him. Um, what do you think, uh, Julia? I think because of Shit's Creek, probably Catherine O'Hara. Uh, that's a great choice, John. Yeah, that was gonna be that was gonna be mine, but I'm gonna just pick a different one for the sporting sake and say because of the uh, voicemail he left his daughter, it's Alec Baldwin. <laughs> His daughter is now 45. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's not a little piggy anymore. She's a grown up piggy. 
Can I say, I when when that came out, I don't know, maybe uh, I was just not that scandalized by that. I was just like, what do you, none of you guys have an Irish dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's also a Long Island dad. My dad wasn't Irish, but I had a Long Island dad. Yeah. So if my dad knew how to leave a voicemail or didn't die before that tech took off, I would have to be <laughs> like that. <laughs> when Alec Baldwin got in trouble for playing words with friends on a plane, uh, I was like... <laughs> I was like, he has friends. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, the, the bad news about Alec Baldwin is he came in number five. Yeah. Okay. That that's going to happen. Yeah. Number four, Michael Keaton. Cool. Yeah. Number three, Gina Davis, the great archer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's Olympic right. Archer. She's an Olympic archer. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, number two, because she's been uh, kind of uh, in and out of the news and um, has a hit show on Netflix, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And then uh, coming in number one, you nailed it, Julia. It's Catherine O'Hara. Hell yeah. Yay. Hell yeah. She's great in that movie, great in Schitt's Creek, and great as a person in general. She's great in literally everything. Yeah, Yeah. so good. Also, Winona is so good in everything. Yeah. Yes. I think uh, I think they really get a, a fine cast with Beetlejuice, and uh, it's a classic for a reason. But Julia wins this game with four points. Congratulations, Julia! Thank you. Thank Excellent you so much. I'm on the show. Yeah, good job, Julia. Down a Thank titan you. like John Gabris and a <laughs> and a feisty newbie named Laurie Kilmartin. It was like the Queen's Gambit back here in the in the second half of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing I love about Queen's Gambit is you do not learn anything about how chess works. <laughs> you just have to have a clean ceiling and then you can become really good at chess. Yeah, they don't expect you to understand. They just expect you to care and it works. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm excited now, too. Uh, let's talk uh, plugs. Julia, do you have anything uh, you want people to uh, watch you do? <laughs> um no not watch i would not recommend that um no i i have a a podcast called reply guys with my my co-host kay willett who's another very funny comedian yes Uh, she was on the show great podcast a couple months ago thank you thank you laurie um it's yeah it's it's fun give it give it a listen if you want i don't or don't that's up to you (laughs) (laughs) i love a podcast that people have the choice whether or not to listen to it Um, i think it's good well you just reminded people of their rights and that's true (laughs) i like podcasts that aren't pushy Um, what about uh let's go to john gabris uh the high and high and mighty yeah i have my podcast high mighty but and i also have uh patreon uh movie podcast called action boys which you can get at actionboys.biz with a z and uh it's optional like most pod like julia's podcast it's optional <laughs> and and since it's since it costs money it's more than likely a no but uh <laughs> Uh, there are some free episodes. We have a free uh, feed in the podcast app, and you can get free episodes at the actionboys.biz uh, Patreon page. So check us out there. That's great. I, you know, I've, I've been enjoying doing my weed show, Getting Dug with High, on uh, Patreon. So maybe, maybe we can. Do you have guests on High and Mighty? I mean, excuse me, on Action Boys. We we do every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, if you want me to come by and talk uh, about Action Boys, uh, I would I would love to do so. 
Oh, yeah. I th- let's do it, bro. Okay. Uh, and uh, Lori Kilmartin. Um, I have a, a mandatory podcast. Um, <laughs> Finally. Is it, did, did, is it Biden's idea that everybody <laughs> Yeah, it's very socialist. Like Biden, of course. It, yeah. comes, it comes with an iPhone like the U2 uh, album. <laughs> um it's called the jackie and laurie show do with jackie cation you mentioned it at the top of the show it's just uh it's just us we have no guests we talk about comedy and stuff love it and yeah annie laurie annie laurie 16 a n y l a like like you i uh admire john's uh twitter handle yeah i didn't take it seriously when i came up with mine and now it's a pain in the ass all the time yeah john that's like that's the the low numbered license plate of the internet <laughs> yeah, i i've rare i've not met a gabris that i haven't been related to yet in my entire yeah. life and i've only wow. met a handful but now there's liz garbus who's not now she's been around for even longer than me but the closest <laughs> the closest i've ever seen is uh liz garbus since like people always get my name wrong that's like the common mispronounce mispronunciation of my name and now there's a person in my life who has that she's the documentarian who makes amazing she did the uh, uh, Michelle McNamara series for HBO. Too. Oh, oh, wow. Is Gabrus uh, Greek? Well, that's the thing. Uh, my dad didn't really know his real dad because he was abandoned. So we don't know without uh, 23 and me. But we think it's we think it was like Gabruski at Ellis Island. And it's like Eastern European or Polish or something. When he was abandoned, did he learn to play chess in an orphanage? <laughs> <laughs> no, he st- he learned to drink from his single mother. <laughs> so some parts of Queen's Gambit are true for him. <laughs> More the substance abuse, less the games that he wins money doing. <laughs> I'm in a uh, documentary that's coming out one month from today that you can pre-order. It's called The Last Blockbuster, and uh, you can get it at uh, your pre-orders in at Last Blockbuster Movie. Oh, cool. Com. It's all about the uh, there's only one blockbuster video rental store in existence, and it's in Bend, Oregon. <laughs> and, uh, I got to go visit and walk around and share my thoughts. And it's a, a whole documentary about that place. Thank you once again to Lori Kilmartin, Julia Clare and John Gabris. And uh, hope to have you all back again real soon. And as always, Looks like I'm walking. makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.